Welcome to this episode of the Get the Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. And on today's show, I have for you Miss Bianca Harris of the Phoenix Nicholas Center. Yes, yes. How are you doing today, Miss Bianca? I am fantastic. How are you, Kelly? I'm awesome. So tell me about the Phoenix Nicholas Center and how you got started. So the Phoenix Nicholas Center is my baby, okay? Um, it is a company that I created to help provide quality mental health services to black and brown communities because historically we are left out of the conversations when it comes to quality mental health. Yes. Um, we are disproportionately stigmatized with very heavy diagnosis mm-hmm. without understanding the cultural aspects behind the it. the first person I've ever heard acknowledge that. that oh, it's, yes. a, it's a problem. It is a problem. And in this space, I wanted to create a safe space for black and brown bodies to talk about their mental health without fear of being hospitalized or medicated or put on a list. So um, I created this company. I've, I've been a therapist for about 15 years mm-hmm. now, and I've worked in probably every capacity you could think of in the mental health world. Um, And what I realized is that in every situation, we are left out of those conversations, right? But we are left out because of the the inherent racism within mental health in general. Um, So I created this company to essentially help bridge that gap in some areas um i love the idea of the phoenix Um, i'm not sure if you're familiar with the phoenix it's a uh, mythological bird right that is essentially implodes and has all this ash and fire and chaos and is reborn out of its own ashes and i love that idea of rebirth um because that's what we're doing with mental health right we feel like we are imploding when we have all of these things that we're trying to deal with and these things we're trying to work on and then when we come into a safe space, we can be reborn. Um, And the Nicholas is actually my son's middle name. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the idea of putting him in it is because I want my son, by the time he's my age, to have therapy be so normalized that people are talking about like they're going to the doctor, right? I'm going, I'm going to see my chiropractor. I'm going to see my primary care doctor. I'm going to see my therapist. I want it to be that normalized. So that's my, that's my baby. Awesome. So in the creation of this baby, how did you step into that space Um, from working in other capacities to working for yourself? So it was part, it was always a desire to have a practice in some capacity. Mm -hmm. What ended up happening is I kept getting into these situations working in mental health Mm -hmm. that I realized I'm not doing quality work. I'm doing work to make somebody else money. Um, I've worked at community mental health agencies. I've worked at hospitals. I've worked at the prisons. Um, I've worked in, you, you name it, I've been there. And it's always about making money. And so when I was at my last, I call it my last W2 job, Mm -hmm. um, I worked at a, um, inpatient facility, right? And it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible, but I had the best supervisor ever she's brilliant and in having conversations with her and just talking about kind of where she's been because she she was older so she had been in the game at that time this was 2014 yeah 2014 actually um she had been in the game for 30 plus years at that moment she old school right (laughs) and so and just kind of talking to her and everything and telling her kind of the things I want to change within the facility and things like, and she was basically like, you're not going to change this facility. Wow. 
but you can be a change for the dynamic of mental health. Mm. And I was like, what you talking about, girl? So <clears throat> from there, um, there was some stuff going on in that facility that I just couldn't get down with in general. So I went to contracting with DCS um, in a way to give myself some more freedom because I'm a single mom. Mm -hmm. And so taking care of my son is my priority. So anything that's going to allow me to be able to have time with him Absolutely. is what's important. So I started contracting with DCS. I did that for a couple of years, but I realized there's holes in that system too. Mm -hmm. um, so many of our of us are falling into the system and only getting services essentially when it's too late, late. right? After the fact after the fact and so i said i want to be more proactive instead of reactive and so um i was talking to a good friend of mine just kind of playing around with the idea for a while um and she was just like so why haven't you done it why haven't you started the practice and i was like and so why okay. have you what, what was holding you back fear fear um because we live in a society that tells us that you, you know, you, especially as black people, especially as black women, right? You yeah. go in, you get a good job, you stay at that job, you take care of Absolutely. your responsibilities at that good job, right? Yeah. You don't leave no good job. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to leave me a good job, well, it was a mediocre job, to, <laughs> to work on something that's uncertain. Yeah. And all the, you know, all the fear and the doubt and the what ifs, you know, I come from a family that is a traditional black family that mm -hmm. didn't inherently believe in mental health. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, you know, what if you fail? And people are like, well, how are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to be able to take care of your son? And I'm like, oh, how am I going to? Um, and then I just realized, I was like, God keeps putting me in these situations mm -hmm. to show that I am not only competent in this field but he's gonna he's got me as i walk through this mm -hmm. so i said so it was like it was 1 30 in the morning 1 30 <laughs> in the morning january 13th okay and click that whole llc yes. paperwork sent my money to the state and said well jesus i don't know if this is going to work or if you want me to you know sell drugs if that's what <laughs> you want me to do just let me know and he said no drugs i said okay great so now we're doing mental health we're glad <laughs> we we, amen amen <laughs> So how have you balanced all that between being a single mom, being a black woman in the space of mm -hmm. mental health and entrepreneurship mm -hmm. um, and holding it all down with that stigma that you get from being in a traditional black family of, you know, this is a good <coughs> job. What are you mm -hmm. doing? Right. How have you dealt with all that and balanced it? So I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, I didn't balance it well. Mm -hmm. um, I would pour more into one area versus the other and so there was that first year was very very rough um because i knew the idea and i knew that it was important um but i didn't understand how important my voice personally was in this space i knew i knew the information but i didn't value my voice enough so i'm sitting here trying to get other people to get into other people's space in order to have this conversation when I realized I can create my own space and have these conversations. Absolutely. So it's, it, <laughs> it has been a journey because like my, my, I've been doing this long enough that now like my parents, they're, you know, they're advocates of mental health. Um, my mom, I love her is quick to be like, oh, you know what? My daughter's a therapist. You should probably talk to her. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, I'm full. Okay, I ain't got no space. Y'all heard her. She is full. <laughs> I, am, I am full at the moment, but I, I do got workshops coming up. Tap in. Um, but when I had, I had to learn that I have been in this space 
with the education and the experience long enough Mm -hmm. that these people I am looking for essentially validation from, Mm -hmm. I'm at that level. These people who I see that are doing these things, I have one um, lady that I followed on Instagram and she's brilliant. Mm -hmm. She's a really good therapist and she's been doing it half the time that I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this can be me. So that second year was more of a transition year. Now, mind you, the second, my second official year in business was the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's 2020. And when I said, tell y'all, listen, that tried every thing I had in me. Mm-hmm. That was my absolute worst time being a therapist because now everybody's at home. Right. And everybody wants to talk to you. And everybody wants therapy, mm-hmm. which is great on one hand, because we need to have that conversation mm-hmm. But I got so burnt out, um, it was ridiculous because I wasn't doing good Mm self-care. I went from a caseload of 17 to 42 in the matter of 30 days. That is crazy. It is. It is. And it's a lot. Mm. Um, On top of that, I undervalued and undersold myself Mm. with the prices of therapy. Mm. Um, Because I want to make therapy affordable as well for our black and brown community who can't afford the $150 hour therapy um so i undervalued myself so now i'm struggling right (laughs) trying to make ends meet helping people meanwhile and working more meanwhile my own mental health and my time with my son was going down and so what i had to learn is i had to pray first then act um because what i was trying to do was say okay i got this i'm gonna do this this and this and talking to God about it afterwards. Like, mm. here's my plan, God. Okay. Y'all heard that. That's the potatoes right there. <laughs> Pray first. Pray first. And yeah. then see what he says. Because my plans was not working out at all. Mm. Um, so that is what I have learned now. Because I'm in um, the official third year yes. of my business. Congratulations. Um, thank you. The unofficial fifth year yes. of my business. And so what I've learned in that time is prioritize me first Mm -hmm. do the things that i want to do my self-care things first and then figure out business Mm -hmm. because once i do that i am a far better clinician and resource and asset than i am when i'm tired and stressed out and we need you to be at your best (laughs) at my absolute best Um, not just for us but for yourself as well absolutely so in in that and i I find that a lot of entrepreneurs are Mm -hmm. afraid to ask for what they're worth Mm -hmm. how did you decide what you were worth being that you do want to get back right Mm -hmm. and you want to make things accessible for black and brown people how did you sit down and figure that out like what it is that i you know i I need to ask for what i'm worth and make that money to be able to support my family um i didn't i got checked by um two very close friends of mine oh yeah it was Mm -hmm. it was um because the vision of my company that I have is that eventually I will be able to off offer extremely reduced or free Mm -hmm. services to black and brown communities. So I'm like, well, let's just start there. I still got rent. I still got groceries. I still got insurance, uh, gas, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't think about all them things. I was like, Oh, I'm going to help people. And so my best friend, we, we've been friends for 31 years Mm -hmm. and she looked at me, she was like, why are you going broke to help other people? Mm I said, first of all, mind your business. Stay out of my pockets. <laughs> I did. I oh, did. Goodness. This is she doesn't though. She don't be listening. She don't be listening to me. Shout out to best friend. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
And in just having conversations with her, she helped me to see that the service that I am providing is a valuable service. And so she told me it was, it was crazy. She was like, I was like, well, if I raise my prices, I'm going to lose people, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to lose people. She was like, then those are the people who are not meant to be with you. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. So I tried it. I did a little baby hike yes. to see what people, everybody stayed. Yes. I said, okay, Test okay. The waters a little, bit. little bit to see who was going to go. And then I raised it again to where my prices are. And now I did a big jump. I was like, ooh, maybe. Because now, mind you, this is late mid to late 2021 Mm -hmm. um so people are back outside people are back at work um and i'm exhausted so i do a bigger height thinking okay these people will fall off and then i'll have a break nope they didn't they were like oh okay that's fine i'll pay it oh that that speaks to quality right it does it does it does because you thought (laughs) right right i was like y'all gonna fall off but they were very invested and that is the part that i realized that i again I offer a quality service um, and I have, and I see the work being done in my clients. I see the excitement. I don't accept insurance. Um, I am 100% self-paid. So people are coming every week. I have some that are monthly, some that are bi-weekly, some that are weekly, some that are twice a week. And they're paying out of pocket for these services. And I'm like, girl, you better, <laughs> you better so get to pay your rent. This, right? Because lots of entrepreneurs get scared to, to mm-hmm. be different. Because a lot of therapists, they take insurance, this, that, and the next. Mm-hmm. She is out here not taking insurance, right, and still making the bag, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. that, that that's super important not to be afraid to be in that space and set your own parameters. Mm-hmm. Yep. that And that's a, a thing, too, that I, I'm still navigating what that space is. Because historically, if we look at black and brown bodies anyway, um, we are underpaid in the industry across the board, whether you work for yourself, whether you are working for a W-2 company, right? Women are paid even less than that historically. Um, And so we get into this kind of idea of this is my value because someone said this, Mm -hmm. this is now my value. Don't ask for too much. Don't negotiate Mm -hmm. too high. You know, are you really worth that? And so a lot of that gets internalized. And that's what I did is I internalized my value. Now I'm a $150 an hour therapist that doesn't charge $150 an hour. Okay. That is still my value. So having to relearn a lot of the narratives that I was being told Um, I worked for a company, I knew I had to go, where I looked at what I was making. I had been been with this company at that time four years, Mm -hmm. and I had a life skills specialist, which is a bachelor's Mm -hmm. position, right? Sitting there talking to me, you know, talking everything, and she was, I don't know how this topic of salary came up, but I discovered that she was making $2,000 more Mm -hmm. than me. I said, excuse me? I said, I'm confused. I'm sorry. You said you make what? That was a check. Huh. (laughs) So when I went to my supervisor and the powers that be to say, hey, this is not okay. I said, not only do I have experience at that time, I had like, you know, eight, nine years of experience, four of them in your company. Oh, we can't afford that. Mm. So I'm making $19.73 an hour. And it's time to go. It's time to go and I didn't blow the whole place up which I thought about <laughs> doing but I said like, that's probably not a good don't idea don't tell nobody y'all <laughs> no no I didn't do it though I so didn't tell do it. me 
where the Phoenix Nicholas Center is going next. What are your future plans? So the next steps is to branch out and have um, dope partnerships like with Edna Martin mm -hmm. um, and other places around the city to really start these conversations about what does mental health in black and brown communities look like. Mm -hmm. um, I am full with individual clients, but the goal is to start doing more trainings and conferences mm -hmm. to open the doors to have to normalize this idea of mental health. Um, I have two conferences coming up in September and October, a men's conference and a women's conference yes. that talk about the intersectionality of physical health, mental health and spiritual health. Okay. Um, and I want to do more of those. And eventually I would like Phoenix Nicholas Center to be able to be self-sustaining mm -hmm. where we have mental health services we have case management services we have housing services we have food services i want it to be essentially an entity where hey i got stressed but i'm also homeless mm -hmm. okay bet we can link you with all of these different mm -hmm. um resources either with, within the city or have our own mental resources as well. linked to that right mental health is the core of everything right if you are if you don't have money to eat your brain is not at full capacity and you're not functioning. If you are suffering from depression, now we have exacerbated those symptoms. And now we are struggling to function. We're struggling to make um, ends meet day to day, right? Now we're already struggling because we didn't have enough money, all right? I was, quick story, I, I remember my very first job as a therapist. Um, I was working at a community mental health agency, I won't say the name, um, in a small town. And I came to work and I'm talking to this, this kid at this point in time, this kid was 18 mm -hmm. years old and he was suffering from anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. And it came like, oh, he has generalized anxiety disorder. You just need to work on calming. And as I'm talking to him and I'm like, I see the anxiety, but what he was anxious about is he wanted to leave this small town, go to college. Mm -hmm. He couldn't afford to go to college. Mm -hmm. So when I asked him, I said, well, what did your FAFSA say? He was like, what is that? I said, oh, baby, let's talk about this FAFSA. And we explained, he was like, oh, I've never heard of that. So the following session I had with him, we met at a library, mm -hmm. and I helped him fill out his FAFSA. Because you, if you don't know, this is simple information mm -hmm. that you can do to help offset some of those costs. And we talked about other ways to look for scholarships and things like that. Um, and then now he's, he's getting responses. Things are going better. His anxiety symptoms are subsiding. I got written up for that. Because my supervisor told me that's that's not my job. Wow. He was like, your job is to talk about it. And I said, I can't sit in here in good conscience and give you anxiety reduction skills when I know that the thing that's going to reduce it the most, we can solve in a matter of 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when you know that it's time to let it go, it, right? When uh, you see the problem and you're being reprimanded for correcting, for the, correcting problem. the problem. Wow. Which is, again, shows me more of the pitfalls of where we are truly with mental health. Mm -hmm. um, the pandemic is probably the, the best thing we could have done for mental health yes. because now people are talking about it more. Mm -hmm. um, and even we have big names, um, celebrities that are talking about therapy. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar just made a whole album about, about yeah. going through something for 1,855 days, wow. right? United in Grief is my favorite yeah. song. <laughs> but the, so the goals is to, I don't want these conversations to be having, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want our black men to say, I have no other options out yes. here. Right. Over a quarter of my caseload is black men. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. okay they are the most consistent they are the most regular um and i've had them the longest i have one client that i've had for seven years mm -hmm. go, going on seven years in november because it's a safe space yeah. we need to have more of that it can't just be me mm -hmm. so the goal of the company is to eventually be that safe space mm -hmm. that we know we have the reputation of quality services that i'm not going to go back and be like oh let me tell you what so and so mm -hmm. said um so that's kind of the the vision of where we're gonna go i cannot wait to see that so i know you mentioned the conferences can you give us a little more info about the conferences where they'll be held, and how do we get there? So um, the conf the women's conference will be September 17th. Okay. Um, the men's conference, I'm still working on a date because I want the same venue that I'm using the okay. women's conference in. Um, but it'll actually be at um, a coffee shop called MOTW okay. um, off 38th and Moeller on the west side. I am right. um, also very intentional about uh, being in supporting black and brown businesses mm -hmm. as well. Um, so I'm very intentional about where we go. I just want to just have okay. it anywhere. So it will be September 17th from um, 10 a.m. to 1, 9 to 12, or 10 to 1. I, okay. I got it. Don't judge me, y'all. I look at my flyer. <laughs> we'll get it, y'all. Um, we'll have three speakers. Um, one is a, um, she's a certified personal trainer and an RN. Um, she'll be speaking about the physical health piece. Okay. Um, I have a minister, a local minister in the city, who's going to okay. talk about the spiritual health piece. And then I'm going to talk about, obviously, the mental health yeah. um, piece. Um, all materials and things are going to be provided that day. And we're going to have, we give you some food, too, because I like snacks. Yeah. I like to eat. And I know people like to eat, too. Um, but I will have, a, so it's that one's for the women's conference. Mm -hmm. And I will have a men's conference as well. Is cool. there a cost? Or is it free? Yeah, so the cost is $60 okay. um, for the conference, but it includes all your food and all your supplies um, and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and all the vibe. And there's going to be resources that are going to be given at the end of the conference, too, mm -hmm. that you can continue those conversations in your mental health journey. Um, so it'll be 60 for both conferences, mm -hmm. um, but the men's conference will have all male speakers, right? I I'm not going to be a part of that one. I'm going to set it up, but I, because men need to have space to just talk yeah. to other black and brown men mm -hmm. because there's certain things that... I can empathize with because I can, okay, I can understand why you would feel that way, but I've never been a man. Mm -hmm. And so there's certain things that I just am not going to be able to walk you through. And so we're going to have those who are living it um, actually be the presenters at that one too. That'll be $60 as well. Absolutely. Yep. That date is to be determined because I'm waiting for a confirmation from MTOW that the weekend that I want is free. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited to see all the things that are going to happen. Um, before we get out of here, I really want to know what advice do you have for entrepreneurs that are in mental health? Um, wh what would you tell them? Get a good therapist, a good friend, and a good mentor. Okay? <laughs> yes. Because all three things are going to be needed. Entrepreneurship is hard. Mm -hmm. It is arguable. I have spent more time working as being an entrepreneur than I ever did at a W-2 job. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. Um, but I love it. It's not a problem. It's just is a lot. Um, you also need to have that friend that you can call and be like, child, let me tell you mm -hmm. what happened today. I'm going to quit. I can't tell you how many times I've called my friends be like, I'm quitting and I'm <laughs> going to work at Amazon. Yes. And they'd be like, uh-huh, okay. So how many clients you got tomorrow? Three. <laughs> you know. um, 
the mental, the therapist piece is going to be important one, just for general wellness, but there's going to be times that you are going to feel like a failure. You're not going to be able to see the impact that you are having because you see all the things that are going wrong. Um, and you need an arbitrary third party that can help you to process through all of those feelings and all of those thoughts and everything that you're going through. Um, and then a good mentor. There are people in here that are doing this job that have been through these ups and downs and these pitfalls that can help to guide you to, so you don't make as many pitfalls. Some of those are good learning lessons, but just direction, having somebody that you can talk to, someone that you can relay things to and say, hey, I think I'm gonna quit, this isn't working. Um, and they can kind of give you that reality check and be able to look from the outside, looking in to say, okay, is this realistic? I had unrealistic expectations my first year right that I didn't realize were unrealistic till my third year wow. okay because I didn't do that now I have I work with people who are already in the field doing it and I'm like man I should have been doing that year one mm. okay. so good friend good therapist and a mentor yes. is what I would say thank you so much for sharing that no um tell us where we can find you um so we can get those tickets and yes. so that you know when you do have some openings at some point <laughs> You know, if you're, yes. if you're out there and you're looking for a therapist, mm -hmm. um, I will tell you that Miss Bianca is the absolute bomb, right? Um, she does some work for us here at the Edna Martin Christian Center. Um, she's worked in um, the space of PSA, um, and those kids absolutely love her. Um, she has provided a safe space for them to open up to really talk about what they're really dealing mm -hmm. with. Um, and we have seen the impact in that in raised test scores, in attendance to school, um, kids returning to their home school. So um, kudos to you, Miss Bianca, for all your hard work with that. And that's and that's really a group effort too. Like we talk, if we're going to be real honest, um, I am the bomb. Let's be clear. Um, <laughs> but so is this entity, and this is why partnerships are so important. Mm -hmm. um, Edna Martin reaches a different demographic mm -hmm. than I have, but it all works together because all of those things are all interconnected. You know, and if we don't start talking about the intersectionality of these different pieces, we are going to we're going to drown. And so I am grateful to you i'm gr uh, grateful to places like faith in indiana and united way who are really making you know using their platforms to have these conversations and have these ongoing conversations and i think it's dope um but you can find me my website is www.phoenixnicholascenter.com um you can find me on instagram and facebook at um the phoenix nicholas center um the if you go on to either the social media or the website you'll see the link for the conferences right now the men's conference isn't up just yet just because i'm waiting on the confirmation of the date but the women's conference go ahead and get your tickets tickets are limited so go ahead and book those quickly um because spaces are filling up um but yeah that's where you can find me absolutely so as always y'all get the bag yes yes, yes. The evolution of your small business starts today. Sign up for our partners Verizon Small Business Digital Ready platform, a free service to you to advance your business. Check the link below and click on that and it'll take you right to our Verizon Wireless link.